Welcome to the Best Relationship Ever podcast. I'm Freddie Concio. And I'm Melinda Concio. To navigate the best relationship ever, we have found some of the greatest skills to accomplish this. Through 35 years of marriage and 25 years of pastoring, much of what we've learned will be shared throughout our podcast. So if you're interested in creating amazing relationships in your life, Hit that subscribe button so you won't miss any of our podcasts. Hello, hello, and welcome to Best Relationship Ever. Episode 12. Made it to number 12. Yes, we did. We're doing very good. So, I wanted to bring up something. Last summer, during COVID-19 lockdown in Southern California that seemed to last forever. Ever, 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 ever. No movie theaters open. No stores open past 7 o'clock. You're right. Every night, we would sit on these couches and we would ask each other, what should we watch tonight? That became an issue at times because we would look at each other and you wanted to see a drama and I wanted to see action or you wanted to see sci-fi and I wanted to see something else. It was just crazy. Then we came down to, okay, you picked the movie, but it was a dumb movie. So then we got into the critics. Right. What do they think? You know, how many Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah. And then what did the people say? So we were looking at every movie and then going right to the critics section. Yes. And then we found out that we don't always agree with the critics of the movies. Like there'd be times there'd be like a 35% Rotten Tomatoes. Even sometimes higher, like 70%. Oh yeah, or reverse. Like, Like, oh my gosh, this is going to be an amazing movie. It must have been an amazing movie. It has 95. You never see it, right? And then we watch to the end because we keep waiting for this great movie that we thought was going to happen and as boring as oh boring <laughs> fell asleep halfway through and i'm just i don't know and then we don't know if we were being too critical or or people because then then you got all the people like it like 75 percent liked it what did they like about it because man that wasn't really that good and the the acting was bad the plot was bad the storyline everything was like man even though the cinematography was not good we're just like what did they like about it? So then we begin to check ourselves. Are we being too critical? <laughs> Are we being too analytical? And is there a difference between the two? Yes. Welcome to our world. Right. Well, then we even have a friend. The latest movie he has ever watched is always the best movie oh, he's yes. ever seen in his whole life. I won't mention his name, but I tell you one thing. This guy has a way to get excited about the last thing he just saw. I mean, it was the best movie ever. ever. Right, right. (laughs) So how do you tell the difference? Like, I know in relationships, I don't think critical thinking is a very good thing. I mean, to be, they say that critical thinking in the sense of when you're learning something, being able to look at it and to criticize or critique it. Yes. But when you're in a relationship and you start to, criticize another person and uh it doesn't always lead to a great outcome well let me share a little something that came happened to me the other night and i shared with you the dream i had a dream about somebody and and it's a close close family member and i remember them being really upset at him because 
he was always being too critical. And they were all saying, he's too critical. He's always criticizing this in every meeting. So this he has was a, during your dream? Yes, during okay, my dream. right. They would always say he always got an opinion for this and an opinion for that, but it was more a critical opinion. Everything always had edge on it. A negative and, sense that you're saying critical? Well, it could be negative or it could be, you know. And then all of a sudden, I came up with a dream thinking about this person. I said, I don't see him as a critical person. It might be analytical. Uh, and that changed everything. Yes. When I started to share with you, Melinda, I said, hey, this guy... I think he might be more analytical than critical, but people are taking his analytical thoughts as criticism. As criticism. And that's what we came up with. And that's what we want to speak with today and speak with you today about when is it time to be critical? When is it time to be analytical? How does that show up on your relationships? Mm. Are people mistaking? your approach to them when it comes to being analytical or critical. Yeah. And what is the difference between the two? Melinda, do you have a definition of analytical and critical? Yeah, actually, I do have them. I just happened to look them up. So critical, which I was surprised it started with, this was the very first definition, expressing adverse or disapproving comments or judgments. That's you. That's in our relationship. <laughs> that sounds a little critical sounds a to me. a lot like you and pointing then the finger. The definition <laughs> of analytical relating to or using analysis or logical reasoning. There you go. That's me. <laughs> Ta -ta. Yes. Yeah. So I, I think it's interesting because when I think of being critical outside of being critical or critiquing, a yeah. piece of art or music or something. But when I think of it in personality uh, traits or relationships, I do think of it in negative terms. Hmm. It's not a positive thing. Oh, please come criticize me. It always comes across as a negative to me. Hmm. How does it... Where uh, analytical is more of the reasoning and the logic yeah, of it all. Yeah, yeah. When I yeah. think of analytical, yeah, I do. I think of breaking something into pieces, you know, deconstructing it so it can be put into order, mm -hmm. I think. And then this leads to motives next, because my motive all the time that I've ever come to you has always been the motive of, to be analytical and just share, hey, here's my opinion, here's my thought, right. here's the logic behind it. And many times you could take it as, well, he's being critical. Why is he telling me how wrong I am? Yes, yeah. And it, it really deals with my motive. If my motive is to come from, Oh, I, I want to point out all your wrongs mm -hmm. so you can see how wrong you are and how right I am. Well, that's a bad motive. And right there, you got you got issues going on right there. Even while being analytical, yeah. it can still be the wrong motive. Yeah. So motives is a big deal. It really is. And in relationships, I mean, we're talking, you and I, husband and wife, we've also worked together for the whole time that we've been married. That's true. So we have a lot of dynamics going on. It's not just a relationship of, of a... A husband and wife, but um, in the working situation, partners, yeah. partners where you were responsible, you were the lead pastor. Yep. And it was your image and your ideas being, uh, not that mine weren't important, but it was yours, like for your message. I'm thinking like if I was making a PowerPoint slide uh, for your message, it would be to show or give your image on that. Mm -hmm. So it was yours. Yes. But um, so it was your right to criticize because it was 
involving yourself, but it was my work. And I think that's where some of those things would cross up on myself. Yes. It's, it's, it's hard to read between the smoke of critical and analytical. And it's really interesting because the Bible in Ephesians 4.29 says this. Watch this. Check this out. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, hmm. but what is good yeah. for the necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers. That's, so in other words, yes. the, my motive it has to be to impart grace to the hearer is for edification, to build up. That's the word edification means right. to build up. To edify. So, yes. so in other words, to make them yes. better. So right. if, I, if I'm looking at, let's say you're doing a, some artwork, okay? Yeah. And you say, hey, Freddie, what do you think about my artwork? Right. And I come with an attitude to break you down, mm-hmm. not build you up. Yeah. And I come to not impart grace to you, but judgment that you messed up, your artwork is wrong in this area, yeah. the color is off, and blah, 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 then I've got the wrong motive right off the bat. Sure. That's very critical and of attacking. me. Yes. Yeah. Very critical yeah. of me. But if I come to you with a good motive sure. and, uh, and to impart grace to you, mm-hmm. to say, hey, yo, even though it might be a little off, it can be fixed. It's fine. It's okay. There's no yeah. no no foul done, no harm done. You so can- it's it's almost the same dish that you're giving out, but it's the presentation and the way it's Ooh, given. I like the way you ordered that. Yeah. Ooh, I'm thinking of food now. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> Are you hungry? <laughs> Maybe. Well, you know what? This this takes me back to a conversation you and I had on our podcast a while ago, but I think it's so important. I remind myself of this all the time. Conversations are not a monologue. We think it might be like we're just giving just our one words. Way, one way monologue, one way. But the truth <laughs> is, in, in two people in a conversation, there's the words you're saying. Dialogue. And then there's the words that you mean them to mean. Oh, you're adding. You're, okay, I got yeah, you. I yeah, got there's you. this the the way you're the conversation that's conversation going on in your head. in your head is this is what I mean by the words I'm saying. And then there's the listener, in this case myself, that I'm taking in the words you're saying, but then I'm interpreting what I think you're saying through the words. Shoot. And then on top of that, there's the interpretation of what I think you're trying to say without saying it. It goes on so and on So there's a story. Wow. So not only is it the way you're serving the dish, yep. it's the way I'm receiving, receiving the it. dish. Yes. I could lay out a gourmet meal and you may go, I don't like it. I wanted a hamburger. Yeah. <laughs> a or, cheeseburger or something. Or the, like we had brought up before, the stories yes. that we interpret, the lens through which we look and that we interpret whatever is coming our direction. Because you might come to me. Now, here's full disclosure. Okay. This is a sensitive area in my life. Mm -hmm. I deal with being very defensive with criticism and or critiques. All right. You heard it. You heard it. America Today. It has been recorded. She said it. (laughs) Because, and, and this is what I think. Now, I can't. I'm not a psychologist, so I may not be able to see myself as clear as I would like to. But this is what I think. I think it's because I have this ongoing old story mm-hmm. that runs through my brain of not being good enough. So wow. as soon as someone comes to critique something I've worked hard on or something I actually like, like I like the outcome and somebody comes and wants to tweak it or turn it, I become very defensive because I'm like it's like almost a validation of my internal story. So I feel like I have to fight it. Mm. 
rather than even just taking it in like, oh, that well, that's your opinion. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I really have a hard time with that. I, I totally agree because in our relationship over the years, I've sensed that. And, and what I've done my best is to give my motive when I start to critique or yes. when I start to be analytical with you on that. And my motive, I notice, really calms you down. Like, yeah. oh, you're trying yeah. to support me. You're not trying to put me down. Like the words we just read in Ephesians mm-hmm. about how you can impart grace to the hearer yes. or you can impart the opposite of grace, which is the law and judgment. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, and I think we've, personally, I, I think that we've grown in this area. After, yes. <laughs> after 25 years of pastoring and working and we're still together. growing too. And we continue to grow. But I feel like... Uh, you've gotten much better mm. of stating your motive first mm-hmm. because <laughs> probably the retaliation you get from me is probably not the best. If you're taking notes, that may be one of the notes you want to add to this saying, hey, maybe I need to find out their motive before yes. I judge them based upon what I'm feeling. I'm feeling mm-hmm. that you're being critical and they, that may not be their motive at all. And you yes. may need to want to double to check, you know, just check in on that. Or even ch- ask yourself. Yes. When you feel that, I had a friend one time say, um, he was talking to somebody else, but I was like a third person in the conversation. And he said, uh, hey, you really seem defensive about this. He goes, you may want to ask yourself, what are you defending? Mm, wow. And that just rang in my ears to this day. I still ask myself those questions. When I feel that defensiveness rising up in me, I'm like, okay, what am I defending? Am I, I feel like I'm not looking good. Or is this not feel good? Am I out of control? You know, those, those what is, is it, four or five? Right? Yeah, be right, four. For those four areas, those, those uh, motivators. Survival skills, yeah. Yeah, so I, I'll question myself, which is another thing to take note of. Mm. Um, that if you feel that rising up, you may want to just take a breath <laughs> and ask yourself, what is that feeling that's coming up? Yeah. Why? And this is what I'm, I'm learning to do. I'm trying to get better at recognizing it when it rises, acknowledge it. Like I'm having a difficult time hearing what you're saying right now so I can breathe through it. And then like, Mm -hmm. okay, point to me the areas that maybe you'd like to see different or, but to separate myself from the feeling sometimes that seems so overwhelming. Melinda, these observations that you're bringing up and you're talking about, these are so crucial yeah. to every relationship we sure. walk in. I mean, that can, I'm not even talking about just the family alone or marriage or relationships in, in, in your, in your relatives. I mean, even with business yes. and with your coworkers and other church members, other group members, yes. I mean, everybody can take your statement or you can take their statement as critical or analytical mm. or one that's giving grace or one that's giving just judgment. Yes. So I, I really would say that this particular episode, episode 12, which is the perfect number for you to look at this and start taking some notes because we're going to try to go over this with you know the tennis shoes list. At the end, I'll explain what that is later. But there are some important things here that could change your relationship. Now, the the title of our podcast is called Best Relationship Ever. That is our goal, to have the best relationship ever with your family, your friends, your loved ones, and 
best relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And the, the, these things are possible. And that's what we've experienced, Melinda and I, over the years, just spending time growing together, learning together, and, 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 and being analytical and checking things out in God's spirit. And we've come up with some incredible relationships. Yes, very true. Yes. You know what? It reminded me of this when we talk about this, and, and, and I'm just going to be real candid because I believe a large part of our audience is probably Christian, faith based people that believe in God, believe it's possible, the Bible. Yeah. Believe there's others. That there's a too. lot of people in churches. This has been my experience, and you can say yay or nay to it, but there are people that I have come across throughout the years of working in ministry that they feel like they have been given the spiritual gift of criticism. <laughs> it's not one of the gifts. <laughs> and nowhere in the Bible does it say to be critical. I have the gift of criticism. Yeah, like they can find the wrong in everything. Or the gift of suspicion. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, in fact, one of the Bible scriptures that Jesus said, he said, if you go to correct a brother, make sure first you don't have a log in your own eye. Ooh. If you're going to pull out the splinter in his eye. Yes. And I feel like so many of our uh, judgments and preconceived ideas are so set in stone in our eyes because we've been injured, we've been taught wrong, um, there's been trauma in our lives, and therefore we've made these logs to be part of our regular vision. We don't even know they're there. Mm. And here we go trying to make a judgment on other people and we become super critical rather than owning our own stuff mm-hmm. so that we can see more clearly to love that person. So true. And I'd like to do something now, which is uh, going to be kind of tough because it involves a risk. Mm-hmm. And we've talked before on other past episodes about risking and being vulnerable. And Melinda and I try this every once in a while in front of you. We're just going to be vulnerable and be risky. So I'm going to share uh, one thing that I believe that Melinda, when I hear her say it to me, that sometimes I can take it as critical. And um, and I want to share that thought. And I want Melinda to share one thought. And let's go at it and find out what's really going on with these thoughts. Mine would be that I hear Melinda say, um, and it's quite often, that she'll either, even if she doesn't say it, sometimes she'll huff and puff. <laughs> huff and puff means uh, it's like... <sighs> Heavy size. <laughs> Just heavy size. And yeah. I, I go, uh-oh. I do that. Sums up. And it's usually when I'm watching television. Now, when I watch television, it deals with the media, the news media. I'll go to the extreme oh, news media. You're making my anxiety go up already. See, here we go. I'll go to the extreme <laughs> media to find out both sides. Because there's always two sides to every story. So what I'll do... I'll search one media and then I'll go to the other opposite with the other ones with the other one saying, and then I make my conclusion of what is truth and what is not. And many times it takes me to go through maybe uh, four different sources of the opposite and four different sources of the other side. And as I'm doing this, Melinda is climbing the walls. I mean, literally she's like, Oh my gosh, do I have to hear this? again right. and there's a reason why so go yes. ahead share what your thoughts are where you where's your come from my come from i think oh a couple things one is because i am 
personally taking in the information. Well, well, let me set up the situation. <laughs> our kitchen and our den, which is where the TV is set up, are open. Yes. We have an open floor plan. So yeah. if I'm working in the kitchen, then I need to hear everything I'm I'm hearing everything that you're to listening in to. Stereo. <laughs> and so yes, with great stereo. Have good sound system. Surround sound. So um as this information is coming across, I'm internalizing it and I'm hearing it. And a lot of it, it's blatant lies. Some of it is so opinion driven that they're the piece of truth that may be in the middle of what they're saying is just buried in it. And so it angers me. So sometimes I have an emotional yep. reaction to what's going on. And then sometimes there's just an overwhelm, like enough already. I'm done. How many times can I hear this? And from how many different people? So yeah, I overwhelm is a good word. So basically what I'm doing in the middle of all this, I'm you know, getting my analytical research and I'm finding out the reasoning and the logic and all that. And that's why I'll go to extremes and go to many different sources because, you know, there's always more than one story, one source. Mm -hmm. So um, what I'm taking from you, what I feel from you, Melinda, yes, is I feel like you're being critical of me for doing something that I feel I want to support others and try to give them the truth mm -hmm. when they ask me as a leader, as a pastor, as a friend, hey, man, what do you think about this political issue? What's going on here and there? What's your take on it? Because they're always going to ask me what my take is. Right. So I want to give them the best come from that I can. Right. And you and want to have all your research done. All together. the research done. Yes. There it is. Yeah. yeah. Right. Not that I'm going to know everything or know it all, but the best I can do. And sometimes I admit, I'm going to admit this on, on the air, sometimes I do over-research. I do maybe too much, <laughs> and I agree on that, as if it's the most important subject in the world. For <laughs> the, and for the moment, and it feels like in your mind it is yeah. the most important. Well, I, I do know that about you, but it's not always the first thought that comes to my mind. So, you know, my overwhelm and my emotions sometimes will overtake the logic of, well, he's just doing research, so... You know, I admit, and and you're right. I may not say it out loud because <laughs> I'm. I do watch <laughs> my words, but you're right. It it shows up even nonverbal. Yeah. Well, I'm hearing your come from also is to protect your own ears. Yeah. To protect yeah. your own heart, your own relationship yes. with different subjects. Oh, because I can fall into critical. Yes. Into or what judgmental. They're saying yeah, or yeah. judgmental. And, and all of a sudden, I don't I don't like that feeling. I don't yeah. want to live there. That yeah. is not my... I can compartmentalize yeah. it and not go there as much. And you did but... so much better because I know we had this discussion. I don't know if you remember, but during... December going into the first couple of weeks of January of this yes, past year. Yes, yes. There was a lot going on, and you were fully invested in trying to find out everything. Mm -hmm. And I admitted, asked you, I said, I need a break from it. And you you totally did that for me. So I appreciate that, my baby. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I recognize it. Well, I, and I'm realizing that your motive wasn't just to be critical at me, making me feel like I'm all wrong, I'm all bad, wrong, and no broken. No way. But you're, you're, you were protecting yourself as well. Yeah. And maybe thinking, hey, maybe I should protect Freddie too. Maybe he's doing too much. And the truth was, you were right. I was mm. doing too much. Yeah. I yeah. could have slacked off a little bit and let, or let, backed off a little bit and, and let it be and, you know. Yeah, yeah. So thank you. Yeah. 
Well, I feel like we're a good balance in that. Yeah. Because sometimes I will, I will not acknowledge things going on just for the fa- fact of it just, mm-hmm. I feel like I have no control of it. Mm-hmm. So therefore, why do I need to bother myself? Yeah. But you're a good balance because you, you do keep abreast of things and, and mm-hmm. we do, because we do lead people. Yeah. need to have yeah. at least an idea. Yes. Those of you listening, one of the greatest things that Melinda could have done, and this is something I want to add on to this, is here's my motive of why I'm saying I feel like you're watching this too much or why is it bothering me. Yeah. Once she shared her motive, I would have went, oh, I'm sorry. I don't want to invade your space with, with negative thinking and negative thoughts and make you feel more negative than you're already feeling now. Uh, it would have changed my heart, my attitude. I would have wanted to protect her, or I would have said, hey, I'll just put the headphones on so you don't have to hear this, and you, I'll put music on for you. And she would have said, that is awesome. She probably would have loved it. So yes. there were other ways or other means I could have took to create a better space for us. That's so cool. Let me read you this first because I feel like that embodies this verse. Go for it. It's in Philippians chapter two and um, Paul was writing to the people of Philippi and it says, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord in one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or Mm. conceit but in loneliness of mind let each esteem others better than himself let each of you look out not only for his own interests which is what you were just talking about but also for the interest of others perfect what what a perfect verse yeah you just read really well done yes so so thinking highly of the other person right is by saying hey i'm not gonna look out just for my own interest right. i want to make sure you're okay yes and many a times i think we get so protective and we don't want to be criticized that we go into immediate defense you're yep, the enemy that's it you're the you're them you're one of them and uh-huh. and i'm one of us and watch out you know it's yeah. like and that's messed up. That, that's not for a productive conversation or friendship or helping one mm-hmm. another or anything that we just read right there. We're giving yeah. grace to the hearers like we read back in Ephesians. So that was a perfect verse. That was good. So yeah. was something that I've been doing in the past or <sighs> present. Well, I had brought up already about critiquing the artwork. Ah. But um, more recent, I could probably say... A simple critique that that I, I feel like I get from you a lot is when I serve a meal, there's always something you want to add, change. <laughs> um, there's all, and the thing that frustrates me is but not you cook so good. Well, you thank cook you. amazing. I don't know that to be true all so, the time. So now that I know all your little tricks that you can do i'm like hey can we add this and hey i like those when you make that so that's why i'm doing that well the thing is i this is what go through goes through my mind by the way it's selfish motives <laughs> <laughs> when, when it comes to my mind i'm like well if you have all the ideas why don't you come up and do it in the kitchen then so so that that's my wait 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 say that one more time that when i hear you sometimes critique the meal oh, it needs a little bit more of this, and why didn't you do this, and couldn't you have added this, and whatever the critique is, my mind thought is, if you know so much, why don't you get up and go <laughs> fix the food yourself? Yeah, You know, the reason I should repeat that, because I needed to hear it, but the reality is, 
if you were to ask, I would. Yeah. But because you don't ask, I don't, which is wrong. Hmm. I should offer, volunteer, hey, babe, can I help? And the times I have asked, you went, no, 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 I got it, babe. Mm. Yeah, I do do that. Yeah. Well, and then this also, because we have brought this up in podcasts previous, my whole uh, love style is to serve and acts of service. True. So a lot of times that gets caught up in this equation. And so my my acts of service feels, um, what's the word, challenged? If it's not <laughs> critiqued in a positive way, I guess. Well, my motives, if that's what you want to know, <laughs> my motive is I enjoy eating good food that you make and you make good food. And yes, it is very selfish sometimes where I'm pushing the uh, menu of the Concio family. I'm pushing it sometimes <laughs> to add to the menu. And can we add French fries on that? And uh, can we put cheese on the French fries or whatever? But um, I agree. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll do my best to... Uh, be a little more gentle in that area and not mm. so chubby. <laughs> well, and I, you're so complimentary, babe. I, I do appreciate you even saying what you say about uh, the food and me cooking. Um, I not always knowing that that's your come from. Yeah. So I appreciate that. And that, that actually does take a little bit of the sting off. Well, Let's put the tennis shoes on us before we go. All righty. Okay, so we learn about being critical and we learn about being analytical and how sometimes we need to just decipher between the two, but we hit on one powerful word, motives. Yes. What is the motives of these people and why are they saying it this way to me? And the only way we'll ever know their motive is if we ask, hey, what's your motive for that statement you just said? That's all you have to say. Mm -hmm. Hey, what's your motive for that statement you just said? What's my motive? Yeah. What's your feeling behind it? Why did you say it? What's your your come from? Where's your come from? You know, why are you doing this? And they'll say it and they'll help support whether it's going to be a critical statement or it's analytical statement mm-hmm. or it's just a statement of support and friendship. Mm-hmm. So that is really a great tennis shoe. The other come from the other are the other um, tennis shoe. Tennis uh, shoe list. would be it's coming from the other direction, maybe asking for the right to make a comment. Like, would you like feedback on this artwork that I'm Perfect. seeing? So that when you That's ask permission one. to speak into somebody, that probably puts them in a much better position to receive. Yeah. Or they have the right to say no. Yeah. Like and I then say, it's like. Like I said, Melinda. Yeah. Can I add to the menu or can I talk to you about adding to the menu? Is right. that a possibility? Yeah. Yeah. And then you'll say. I'll say. I'm getting tired of this kitchen. Uh, <laughs> come, come help me out. Come I'll help say, me, baby. I could do that. Yeah, that's good. So, and the other part is we want to make sure our personal speech that we give to others imparts grace. It's for edification. It's for building up. It's for making them a better person rather than a bitter person. So, any conversation, how is this going to help this person? How is this going to add to their life or add to our relationship? Super important. Yep. So those are your tennis shoes. Let's walk it out. Let's have better relationships so that we can develop the best relationship ever. (laughs) Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. Something to remember. God has placed relationships as one of his top priorities, and I believe 
we can learn to do that as well. Like and subscribe to BRE Podcast. Be sure to share with friends. Best Relationship Ever is based out of Covering Ministries. You can find and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. There is also a link directly to our website in the show notes. Please consider partnering with us. Help us see this program reach thousands who are in need of support and trainings.